everyone and welcome to today's episode of CCYSC Awards. I am Deepti Victor and our guest today is Supriya Ghosh. She's from Patna, Bihar and has been working in the field of education for nearly seven years and has engaged with teachers and children in various capacities. We will tell Supriya's story in two parts. In this episode of CCYSC Awas, Supriya will talk to us about the struggles faced by girl children, especially girl children with disabilities. So, hi Supriya, welcome to this session. Hi Deepti, how are you doing? I'm fine, hope so you are also doing well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. so uh, today we'll begin with this session, uh, that is the conversation, and I'll ask you to Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Oh, thank you, Deepti. So, so as you already mentioned that I am from Bihar. And uh, so, uh, you know, early on, um, because I come from a very humble uh, sort of family, I have been taking care of my own uh, uh, sort of expenses. Uh, and that's from 10th grade. And I think that's when my understanding of self began in terms of financial stability and stuff. And, and I went to uh, do my graduation from Patna Women's College. Post which, because uh, there was a pressing need to earn money because I had a choice whether, whether I go for my higher studies and earn or um, I just get married off um, because that is how it was because, uh, yeah, sure. you know, because I was a disabled child. I'm partially disabled, um, but then I was a burden, uh, so to speak. So I made a choice that, no, I would go and work. So I went ahead and worked in uh, Wipro BPO because that was the only thing that I was getting at that point of time. And this mm -hmm. is way back in 2008. Um, I worked there for like three years and realized that that's not my calling. I was doing it so that I can escape marriage and earn for my family as well. Um, and then I decided to go for my B.Ed. I did my B.Ed from Patna Women's College again and was a, a teacher in Delhi Public School, Patna, for three years. And uh, in the last year of being a teacher, I realized that that's not my calling either. Uh, uh, not saying that teaching is uh, teaching anyways any lesser, but I thought that I should be working with marginalized sections. So uh, I went ahead and took a decision that I have to go for my higher studies because uh, there was something lacking and I didn't know what was that. So I went ahead and did my master's uh, from Azim Premji University. And I think that's when a lot of things changed for me, my worldview, uh, the way I looked at myself and made meaning of the world around me and the way I uh, looked at marginalization and this entire understanding of charity model and, and right-based model uh, dawned upon me that I'm not doing things because they need and I am the giver and they are the receiver sort of a thing, you know, when it comes to marginalization. And uh, yeah. uh, during a lot of internships that I, you know, did uh, during the education and thereafter, which is I worked in uh, Akanksha Foundation, Mumbai, and I was leading one of the government schools under the NGO. Uh, a lot of understanding about children, yeah. their 
uh, mental health and the entire social emotional aspect and how social emotional understanding and and safety leads to cognitive development all of that happened. and currently so i worked there for two years and and currently i am working uh, in Delhi with an organization called Language and Learning Foundation, which works on literacy, early grade literacy, which is grade one, two, three for now. And we are also yeah. uh, uh, soon getting into uh, foundational literacy, which is uh, pre-primary. So we are also sort of um, working in uh, early, I mean, ECCE and multilingual education uh, is something that we have been working on for a long time now. And um, mm -hmm. I do work with the content team wherein I sort of with my team uh, build, make curriculum, um, instructional design. So all of that. Um, so yeah, that's about uh, my journey in terms of what I've done. But I think when we get into a uh, discussion, uh, I would be sort of uh, able to tell you how I have engaged with different uh, sections and communities. Yeah, sure. Interesting to know about uh, the work field and education that you have done and how your interest uh, gradually got molded in what you are doing now. So uh, next uh, question that I'll be asking you is what disabilities do you have and how did uh, this disability shape your childhood? Um, yeah, and, and uh, you know, before I start talking about it, I think this is a very personal and an interesting journey for me. So Supriya uh, in 2020 is not what she was way back, let's say, uh, 2010. There's a huge, huge change. And yeah. uh, yes, definitely my uh, disability has shaped me. So so when I was two and a half years uh, young, <laughs> I was yeah. uh, detected to have a eye tumor. Yeah, and it's really young age. Yeah, and yeah, and and I I actually didn't know. I hear stories, you know, because I have no idea and no recollection of what must have happened and uh, how would my parents, you know, how would have they settled with this idea of that? Okay, this is what is the case. So it's being told that you know it was found while I was uh, detected rather when I was playing with one of my uh, father's friends and. Uh, they sort of realized that, okay, I can't see with one of my eyes, which is my left eye. And then they hurried me to different sort of doctors, did all puja part with, as expected. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they realized that, no, it's not going to work. And um, then I was told that, okay, I just have a month left for me uh, because it had really sort of going to spread. And so the, my parents had a decision. Yeah. So my parents had a decision that either they wait for a month and let that kill me or take a risk and see if it works. So it was a very dicey situation for them. And I think my mother uh, sort of stayed strong then and she decided, that, OK, if she has to die, uh, why not? sooner than later but what sure. if she survives you know yeah so that's she, yeah so she took a decision uh, i think that she was the major decision maker here and and uh, we sort of sailed together and and i survived that is how it went but i think uh, at different junctures in life deeply you know i have realized um, that i wanted to die and i used to pray god that if this is what had had to happen with me and this is how people would make me feel i should have died earlier and and this starts of from very early on uh, and you know you were talking about womanism and double oppression 
and i think yeah. it's well i i didn't know because it was not told to me but it was told to my uh, parents by one of the elder women in in the family uh, you know in in the family and extended family that uh ek to ye ladki hai and huh. and and to make it even severe um she will lose her eye and then she will become a burden on you why waste money on her treatment you know yeah. uh so that's something that i i got to know when i grew up but i think this had started early on what you call as double oppression is something that i would uh, uh call double marginalization that ek to ye ladki upar se iska aankh nahi hai right so yeah. and this is way back in i think uh 1990s so, especially when you were right and so that is how it began you know and for most of uh the time that i have lived and i think now it is a little lesser because it doesn't affect me so much it doesn't bother me because i have made peace with who i am and i have peace i have made peace with how do i look but i think this was not the case when i was growing up so i remember that you know uh when i would go to social gatherings uh and because i because it's a cosmetic eye prosthetic eye i cannot wear it for a longer time longer time duration so uh i would not be sort of uh, allowed to stay late um when there is some sort of wedding or marriage so i know for myself that i have attended very least marriages because lo kya kahenge uh, and people will get uncomfortable if if my eyes starts uh, watering and i have itches and i'm not able to sort of feel comfortable with it uh, yeah. and you have to put away that eyes as i was speaking to you before you right that eyes away right i have to put that eye away and uh, and you know i would not be allowed to meet people if i don't put in that eye so generally when i used to be at home uh, i would actually not wear my eye so i i have my right eye which is perfectly fine though i wear specs but and and i do not have my left eye and that is how i look and uh, so i will be told not to meet people if i am refusing to wear the eye so uh, and i was an obedient child because i thought okay you know this is why people are saying because they care for me but i later realized that yes they cared but i think they were more scared of uh, how would people react to it you know social stigma yeah yeah so a lot of stigma and and there have been a number of episodes something that has actually uh you know me uh, my self esteem and and you know the way i looked at myself because for me i was a bechara for the longest that i have known myself and that i will not be able to do anything in life uh, that i'm a pain to my parents and all of that so when i was studying in school deepthi uh, i remember very clearly an incident when so i had a, a verbal duel with one of my classmates because apparently uh, and this was all in innocence uh, apparently she tore uh, you know uh, uh, sheets from my notebook as in papers from my notebook and i was very pissed with it and i complained to my teacher you know as i was a very uh, obedient and a teacher's pet <laughs> i must say that so i complained to one of my teachers that you know she she tore my page and i'm not going to give her my notebook to uh cover up her pichla wala kaam that she she may not have done the homeworks yeah 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 she was absent for the, for 
few days and then I was told ki thik, apna notebook de do kar. and two my pages and this was in grade seven and uh, so the next day probably my teacher called her parents and whatever and she came she comes in and it's pretty early morning in the day we have not yet gone to attend the assembly it's pre-assembly time when all of us are playing and stuff and she goes and and speaks to a few girls from the same class in section and says you know don't talk to her because my mother or somebody in the family has said that ki agar aap andhe ko subah subah dekhoge na to aapka din kharab jayega and i got this to hear this yeah and i got to hear this and i see people behaving differently and weirdly differently uh and i think you know it it really broke my heart and it uh, it shattered me because nobody was yeah. looking eyes you know you nobody was matching eyes with me and nobody was looking into my eyes and i'm like mm. kya ho gaya achanak se kya ho gaya and then i got to know that okay she's been told by her mother or whoever in the family that nahi dekhna chahiye din kharab jata and then then later way way later in life I got to understand that yes, this is a popular narrative that people have that अगर किसी अपाहिज को या किसी physically या whatever challenged इंसान को अगर आप देखते हैं तो आपका दिन खराब चला जाता है so and then um, there is a lot of karma theory that has been attached to it. I have lived with a lot of karma yeah, theory. Yeah. That मैंने कुछ पूर्व जन्म में किया होगा. Yeah. Yeah. मेरे yeah yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. This is something uh, that our Indian I don't know exactly. It's only about Indian society. I think so. Other society in different countries also think something similar with their own notion of karma. Uh, but I don't think so. There's so many people who are right uh, or who are wrong, and they are facing difficulties. So, so what do you think? What karma? I don't know if there is any karma. I mean, yeah, I believe in karma. That whatever you do, you know, for me, karma is action and consequence. and you don't have to wait for after life for that it happens you know i think and and it happens with all of us you do a work and you get the reward you don't do a work you do not get the reward oh um, but me not possessing an eye me not having an eye has to do with something that i must have done in my previous birth how do i know it <laughs> exactly you know for me it's like uh holding you responsible for what has happened to you you know so ek so i am going through a tough time but you're constantly telling me because you were not so good person or because you did something that has led you to this sort of condition so so imagine the stigma that the one who has to face it is also made responsible for what is happening to that person yeah when you say this karma thing i remember uh, this poem night of a scorpion do you remember this where the mother was stung by the scorpio and uh, it was said that it may be her uh, previous life's karma uh, means uh, the acts that she has done and she's been she's paying uh, for that but i think so it's something natural that keeps happening sometimes snake bites or uh, some there are genetical disorders so i don't think so it's exactly karma it's yeah anything that we do we may pay uh, in that life only and yeah. it's not it's not karma i think so it's like every there is something or the other thing happening and we just can't keep uh, linking it with karma yeah to satisfy ourselves we can say that but exactly i don't think so exactly so, yeah sure yeah exactly as you said that it's a way of saying that it's beyond my control 
so you know uh, if you if you must be aware uh, our understanding of disability and how should the parliamentarians and people in power people in politics should be addressing the issue i think this has been uh, neglected for the longest right it's because aapke sath jo hua hai wo to aapka hi dosh hai na kyunki aapne pichle janm mein kuch kara hoga so bear with it you know so mm-hmm. and that is why a lot of provisions did not come into picture yeah so that's that's one thing so yeah and then a lot of theek hai aap inke paas le jao unke paas le jao ye karo wo karo a lot of those things and uh, you know um, yes i faced a lot of social segregation a lot of humiliation um, and positive discrimination you know so so i was told I mean, I was not told, but I heard, overheard, and heard uh, people uh, in the family, and again, relatives and extended family, um, constantly telling their kids that if she can do it, why can't you? But the wow, catch is see. no. So that's that's where it comes boils down to the catch here. Huh. Deep is that uh, this was a positive discrimination because. it was always in reference to what i don't have so if she can do it why can't you in the sense if she doesn't have an eye and she can still score well in her exams so why can't you tumhare paas to do aankh hai acha okay 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 hai so in in bengali you would say uh, so it was told that uh, so my pet name is juma and it was referred as juma to do do chok nahi mane mane you know i do not have two eyes and i just have one eye so jodi ek chokhe eto porte pare tu keno porte parish na mane you know it's like uh, if she has one eye and she can still study well and she can still score well why can't you so a reference is made to something that i don't have and you have so it's always a constant battle and a struggle between the haves and the have nots tumhare paas to tum to normal ho na tum kyun nahi kar pa rahe aur wo to so called normal nahi hai so so all of that i i think so. yeah and i think so here then comes uh, some drawbacks in our education or parenting where pa- parents need not compare uh, to someone else so that that child may score a child should score only purely on basis of what talent that child has not by comparing or degrading someone else just to let them a feel they can score better right. whatever they are going to score they'll score according to their will and intelligence right so i think this is something that our society for that matter i think global society face and uh, do all the time you know they compare their kids they compare compare their kids with that of the neighbors and this happens all the time but what i'm trying to also get at is it's worse when you are disabled right it's it, it gets a little worse because then there is no positive discri- there is no discrimination on the basis of uh, that you are an equal and so she is or he is but technically she is a little lesser than you are because she is not normal and you are yeah you know hmm. so there you know here comes this discrimination ki aap mujhe acha bol rahe ho ya bol rahe ho ki iske paas nahi hai fir bhi ye kaise kar liye you know i sort of used to think ki acha ye bola kya ja raha hai mere ko because i would not understand that is it a good thing or a bad thing you know and yeah. mm-hmm. 
and and a lot of those things that uh, you know early on uh, when i was in my 10th grade i was my parents were told that get her married because uh, nobody is going to marry her and hmm. the, in my entire existence for the longest had been uh, there will come a man in my life who would who would sort of rescue me and make my life better by marrying me because marrying a person like me is difficult and this man has to be uh, kind and generous to accept me and mm. i have lived with this feeling that mm. i mean this is general in india that you know you are born because you have to get married you know that's how this notion is either you are married or you have a unhappy life you know that's how it is <laughs> Yeah. and you exactly don't know that the person who people think uh, is going to rescue uh, is going to value you or for what you are for who you are for what uh, thought process you have it's uh, it's that it's not about accepting a person a body it's a mind a soul to be accepted right so so you know uh... i grew up during my adolescence time i grew up with this idea that okay nobody is going to love me because i don't look normal uh, nobody is going to care for me and uh, i will never get married because aisa aadmi to abhi tak paida hi nahi hua you know who would accept me for who i am and uh, so i would look for guys who are so benign and, and it's been very very challenging but i think year 2015 when i moved to apu i took a decision that so be it uh, i am who i am and i'm going to be perfectly comfortable in my own skin uh, but honestly i've still not reached uh, there uh, you know my idea of empowerment um, one of the aspects is going to be that when i'm able to address a gathering with the only eye that i have and not wear the prosthetic eye would be a day when i would call myself little liberated and empowered Yeah. and uh, unfortunately yeah. i still do not have that courage i hope so one day you get that courage in fact uh, people start accepting whatever it is yeah yeah and i'm sure that day will come i'm sure about that i'm super hopeful but a lot of conditioning does not allow me to take that chance true so i think so you have answered the next question that i was going to ask mm-hmm. that was how did your gender shift experiences and what differences did you notice in how you were treated versus how a boy was treated so i think so you can answer this uh, in like how this was what difference did you notice in how you were treated versus how a boy was treated um so uh, um you know deepthi i will i will definitely want to take that question but i'll keep it brief because uh, a part of it i have already answered but yeah, uh, yeah you know yeah. yeah so i was listening to the idea of womanism and by alice walker and in sociology what we call as double marginalization so i'll just give you a a, a branching of how this double marginalization uh, look like for a woman yeah and uh, then sort of try and place it uh, what it felt for me right so let's say there's this guy and there's this uh, a girl right this boy is disabled but he is a boy right so his discrimination will be a little less i'm not saying he will not be discriminated yes he will be uh, yeah 
the strangest story or rather say realization that I have had uh, during my engagement with a set of visually impaired children uh, during my internship days in back in APU. Uh, I lived with them for a week uh, and the way they make sense of their environment and everything. And, and uh, what I realized was they are not considered sexual human beings and that's the reality. So, yeah, and and I think I have seen it with my interaction after that. Before that, I didn't, did, this did not even strike me. Um, with yeah. me also, it didn't strike because, you know, girls any which way cannot claim their sexuality. I mean, it's still the same, right? Yeah. And but generally, if you see the spectrum, disabled people, um, we deny their right to have uh, sexual desires and, you know, their sexuality. We sort of do not look at it and we do not consider them to be sexual. And, and so is the case with women. But still a man will get a leeway. Uh, a woman yeah. cannot. So, and then, um, and this marginalization gets worse. So I, I consider, honestly consider myself privileged. Privileged in the sense that I'm a Hindu uh, girl, a woman. Mm. But imagine how uh, difficult it would be uh, to be a woman and a disabled and a Dalit or, or any minority community, mm. right? It gets just worse. And, uh, and disability is also a spectrum. So I am, again, fortunate to be uh, not on the the last ladder of this this uh, stair if if i may call so towards the right and not towards the left because i do not have one eye but imagine somebody who is totally visually impaired you know does not have a vision and imagine two people a boy and a girl and this girl is totally visually impaired and this guy is totally visually impaired i think it won't take uh, any of us time to say who would be exploited more, you know. Mm. And if she happens to come from a Dalit family or a poor family, you know, uh, I can't even imagine. And this is something that I realized after having read Anita Ghai, you know. And uh, yeah. my um, days uh, of uh, staying with visually impaired children. And, uh, you know, for me, for the longest, again, I thought that it's a homogeneous setup. But no, for me to realize that there is this intersectionality, um, this realization came much later in time. And then sort of I started observing. So yeah, there's this discrimination and there is this biasness that you would any which way see between, between male and uh, the female counterparts and they will be looked at uh, you know um, um, how do I put it so let's say if if by God's grace they are to get married the chances of a man getting as in a disabled man getting a counterpart would be a little easier a task than a yes. female disabled mm. uh, body to get a yeah 
मैच मतलब मैच तो डिजेबिलिटी मतलब वो तो कैटेगरी है आपको उसी में ही मिलेगा बट मैन वुड स्टिल एक्सप्रेशन सो आई थॉट making that obvious is better so when i'm calling yeah. an able body i'm i'm generally uh, trying to say that by medical con- medical uh, conditions uh, that find that person is not feeling challenged as the other would right yeah true so and if this man gets a woman or maybe is in love with uh, this uh, woman and they get married um, the man will be told that he's lucky uh, and more okay. than that it would be told that you know this girl would be there and this this is high probability that the girl is there in yeah. his life because she cares and you know bahut pyar mein hai yeah this man has a lot of fortune with him um but in contrary if there is this man who is again so called able body and this woman who is disabled the man would be equated to messenger of god or masiha or you know somebody who is a rescuer so there is this power dynamics also that the woman is with the man out of love or for his fortune but a man is with a woman because he wanted to change her life and give her love care so he's equated to somebody who's benign and generous and not out of love you see that's true so yeah gender do shape your experiences in this episode supriya shared her experiences of growing up with a visual impairment and the social and emotional struggles this caused in the next part of this conversation with her we will talk more about mental health and other issues a big thank you to supriya from the ccyse team for her generosity in sharing her story 